Welcome back to Taily PBJ Devotionals. Read Genesis 41, Job 7, and Psalm 39 if you're reading through the Old Testament with us this year. This devotional is about Genesis 41. After two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing beside the Nile when seven cows, sleek and well-fed, came up from the river and began to graze among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, sickly and thin, came up from the Nile and stood beside the well-fed cows on the bank of the river. And the cows that were sickly and thin devoured the seven sleek, well-fed cows. Then Pharaoh woke up, but he fell back asleep and dreamed a second time. Seven heads of grain, plump and ripe, came up on one stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. And the thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven plump, ripe ones. Then Pharaoh awoke and realized it was a dream. In the morning his spirit was troubled, so he summoned all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I recall my failures. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he put me and the chief baker in the custody of the captain of the guard. One night, both the chief baker and I had dreams, and each dream had its own meaning. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us individually. And it happened to us just as he had interpreted. I was restored to my position, and the other man was hanged. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, who was quickly brought out of the dungeon. After he had shaved and changed his clothes, he went in before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I myself cannot do it, Joseph replied, but God will give Pharaoh a sound answer. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, In my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile when seven cows, well-fed and sleek, came up from the river and began to graze among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, sickly, ugly, and thin, came up. I have never seen such ugly cows in all the land of Egypt. Then the thin, ugly cows devoured the seven well-fed cows that were there first. When they had devoured them, however, No one could tell that they had done so. Their appearance was as ugly as it was before. Then I awoke. In my dream, I also saw seven heads of grain, plump and ripe, growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, withered, thin, and scorched by the east wind. And the thin heads of grain swallowed the seven plump ones. I told this dream to the magicians, but no one could explain it to me. At this, Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven ripe heads of grain are seven years. The dreams have the same meaning. Moreover, the seven thin, ugly cows that came up after them are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine." It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Behold, seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in the land of Egypt will be forgotten, 
and the famine will devastate the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, since the famine that follows it will be so severe. Moreover, because the dream was given to Pharaoh in two versions, the matter has been decreed by God, and he will carry it out shortly. Now therefore, Pharaoh should look for a discerning and wise man, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh take action and appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. Under the authority of Pharaoh, let them collect all the excess food from these good years, that they may come and lay up the grain to be preserved as food in the cities. This food will be a reserve for the land during the seven years of famine to come upon the land of Egypt. Then the country will not perish in the famine. This proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man in whom the Spirit of God abides? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my house, and all my people are to obey your commands. Only with regard to the throne will I be greater than you. Pharaoh also told Joseph, I hereby place you over all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed the signet ring from his finger, put it on Joseph's finger, clothed him in garments of fine linen, and placed a gold chain around his neck. He had Joseph ride in his second chariot, with men calling out before him, Bow the knee! So he placed him over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh declared to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, but without your permission... No one in all the land of Egypt shall lift his hand or foot. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphnath-Paneah, and gave him Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of An, to be his wife. And Joseph took charge of all the land of Egypt. Now Joseph was thirty years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph left Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout the land of Egypt. During the seven years of abundance, the land brought forth bountifully. During those seven years, Joseph collected all the excess food in the land of Egypt and stored it in the cities. In every city, he laid up the food from the fields around it. So Joseph stored up grain in such abundance, like the sand of the sea, that he stopped keeping track of it, for it was beyond measure. Before the years of famine arrived, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, priest of An. Joseph named the firstborn Manasseh, saying, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's household. And the second son he named Ephraim, saying, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. When the seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end, the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. And although there was famine in every country, there was food throughout the land of Egypt. When extreme hunger came to all the land of Egypt, and the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, he told all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph and do whatever he tells you. When the famine had spread over all the land, Joseph opened up all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. And every nation came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain, because the famine was severe over all the earth. This is God's word. To me, the amazing thing about Joseph's story is not how quickly he rose after having so many down years and experiences. 
Throughout the painful parts of his story, we were told that God was with him and was blessing him. So it isn't surprising that things turned around for him so quickly. What's amazing is how grateful and God-honoring Joseph was during his vindication, which we read about today here in Genesis 41. When he appeared before Pharaoh to hear his dream, Joseph gave glory to God for the ability to interpret his dream. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. Those are the words of verse 16 in the NIV. Later, when he named his sons, Joseph chose the name Manasseh and explained, It is because God had made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. That's verse 51b. When he named his son Ephraim, he said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. That's verse 52b. These statements ring with gratitude to God. They completely lack any sense of indignation about what had happened to Joseph, all the bad things that had happened to him. I don't know what the Hebrew would be, but I'd be tempted to name my kids, it's about time something good happened to me for a change, and take that, everyone who tried to hurt me. What made Joseph so grateful and so quick to honor and thank God? It was his faith in God. His faith in God is what carried him through all the problems he faced in his life. So how could he be angry with God when it was his confidence in God that sustained him in the darkest days? Although it was Joseph's life and the pain was real, it was ultimately God who was vindicated here in Genesis 41. The confusing, unhappy moments in Joseph's life were necessary to get Joseph to this place where God could use him. Maybe this is a message you need today, that the confusing, unhappy experiences you've been going through right now are preparing you for what God has next for you. In that case, don't give up on God or become bitter toward him. Things might get worse before they get better, but it is all part of making you into who God wants you to be so that he can use you and bless you according to his will. I hope that encourages you today. And if you like this devotional, and if it did encourage you, and you didn't receive it by email this morning, please sign up to receive these devotionals in your email each day by going to dailypbj.com slash subscribe. Subscribing is free, and every day you'll receive an email with a link to the audio and video and a transcript of these devotionals so that you can be in God's Word every day. I'm looking for financial support to help me keep making videos like this. Please go to dailypbj.com support if you'd like to help. Please share this with someone who can be encouraged by it today, and I'll see you next time. May God bless you. Hope you have a great day.